Welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about Star Wars books that have been abandoned by Mama Disney. My name's Justin. And I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. And we will be reading the legends. For those of you who maybe don't know, Star Wars universe used to be a lot bigger than it is today. Uh, hundreds of books were written in the canon that existed uh, ever since the first movie was made. Books have been coming out ever since. Uh, the beginning of time of Star Wars. And Mama Disney decided to throw all that in the garbage. Every minute you ever spent reading a book, buying a book, spending time on anything outside of the movies is fucking garbage. So, start over. Hundreds of books have uh, been just erased from canon and now they're called Legends. Don't which agree. we're not really happy about that because we are stickly, little prickly, little nerds. And we like <laughs> our things to fucking count. So we're going to start reading through these books. Who knows how far we'll get? Who knows how many hundreds we may get through? But we're going to start with the Legacy of the Four series. And before we get started in the books, let's talk about how you got into Star Wars. How did you discover Star Wars in the first place, Kevin? Oh, uh, that actually goes back. I don't really remember not knowing what star wars was i think i've always just kind of watched it anytime it was on tv really and uh i kind of i think it was my sister my older sister who got me into watching it but then i kind of took it and ran with it so yeah Yeah. i remember i got like the gold cover darth vader vhs the vhs yeah it must have been it was special edition so it was like 1998 or 97 or whatever i got it for christmas and that same year i got a beanbag chair and I remember I was just like on my beanbag chair on my bed for like a whole weekend, just watching all the movies front to back over and over and over again. I had seen them time and time, like on TBS or whatever, you know, like being played on the Sunday, Saturday morning movie. Never really paid any attention to it until that one weekend where I just watched the piss out of them. And I was like, oh my God, I want a lightsaber. I want to be Luke Skywalker so bad. Please give me the force. I think I think mine, I like I always knew what Star Wars was, same as you guys. But I, really, getting me into Star Wars was probably you, Justin. Oh no! Why? Yeah, <laughs> it was probably you. I it wasn't that same weekend, yeah, but probably. it was probably a few weeks. After. A few weeks after, I think we watched all three of them. Yeah. in a day. And I just remember like that case was so. I actually still have it up. I have I'll, mine I'll too. Buffet thing up there, anyways, but. Yeah, I remember my uncle when the when the movies got re released. My uncle took me to go see them when they when they they got re released in the theaters in the late nineties, leading up to the release of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, and obviously that was after George Lucas did all his little tinkering and stuff and added whatever he added to the movie, which I remember distinctly. My uncle being like, "That's not Star Wars." <laughs> after the movie, <laughs> he like sat me sat me down, took me aside, and he's like, "Those aren't the movies that I love. I should probably shouldn't do that." It's funny though that uh, like when I remember when the really release came out and they had added all the digital effects and I that was the Star Wars that I grew up knowing and right. all and these other people were me. like this isn't Star Wars and now thinking about it here we are reading these books going Dude, this is this is Star this Wars is Star Wars <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying the new stuff's it's not Star Wars thing. but yeah my uncle that took me to that movie he's the same guy that bought me my first Star Wars book when I was like. Like I said, I must have been like 10 because it was 97 when the movies were being re-released. Yeah. He probably bought me the book around the same time. 
because I remember it was X-Wing Wedges Gambit. I Obviously, we probably should have looked this up. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Take that. I think yeah. that's the name. But, yeah, so he got me the, the my first Star Wars book, and uh, I, I just remember I opened it up, and right away I was like, I can't read these words. None of these words make any sense. What is, <laughs> yeah. what is Bacta? What is a, like, Wedges what is Gamble? Flimsy? Wedges Gamble. Is that there what you said? Yeah, Wedges Gamble. Nailed it, guys. So I remember, like, I he bought me that one. He bought me another one. It was just, like, one of those things where, like, I don't probably don't know what to get this kid for Christmas or for his birthday or whatever. Get yeah. him a Star Wars book. Um, years later, pull that that wedges gamble off the off the shelf and actually able to understand it probably at like fourteen or thirteen or something like that, and being like, wait a minute, look at all this Star Wars that there is. I don't have to just sit here and watch the movies over and over. I can read other stories like a whole. World yeah, the whole world it, it of Star opened Wars. Up, right? Hundreds of stories. Not even that I knew that at the time. I just knew there was guys flying X Wings. And I was like, I think Wedge was in the movies. I think I'm sure. I, yeah. That's what they say on the internet, whatever the internet was in 1997, not their <laughs> websites or anything like that. But the point being, it took me forever to even penetrate through the dense nonsense that is science fiction writing. No, oh, yeah. It is not. It, it <laughs> it's not very what's the word i'm thinking of it's not always very clear what they're trying to say no, it's sometimes. not very friendly it's not very friendly to somebody uh, trying to get into it it's not very welcoming like as all nerd culture is yeah it's like you don't know it we don't want you to know it you stay out of this thing. yeah well the stories are hard it's hard to just jump in like where that do you too. jump in exactly because there's stories going back like four thousand years before the movies and it's just where, where do you start? And no matter where you jump in, even if it's a good starting point, yeah. there's so much that's happened before yeah. that you're like, wait, did I miss something? I think that so, was the yeah. biggest appeal of the books was that it's never ending. It's stories and it's never ending. Yeah. And as it, much as you want. And it added, like, for me anyways, it added a lot of context to the, to the Star Wars world. Right. It, like, just even in the simple understanding of, like, oh... Plastic is called plasteel. Concrete is called ferrocrete. Paper is called flimsy. None of that comes up in the movies. No. Not once. I mean, moisture evaporators and stuff like that. But, like, there is some jargon talk, of course. It's a science fiction film. But they flesh that out so much harder in the books where it's like you are living in that world because everything that you know, we call it by a different name. Yeah. And that's what I mean where it's like it's hard to penetrate it's as a 10 year old when i got those books i could not wrap my head around them yeah I, when i first started reading them i started with uh the mandalorian armor and i i struggled to get through it and i don't i don't actually <laughs> remember much of any of it right. as but, with yeah. reading any book really when you're yeah so uh, that was a hard to get into but then uh eventually i got into reading a lot more of them so yeah yeah and for me mine was Here's here's a random book. I don't even know who gave it to me, but it was in the middle of a whole other series. Right. It was Not, like a right. middle book of a twenty book series. Same thing with Wedge's Gambit. It's like there's like fifteen X Wing books, and yeah. it's just one of them. So you start reading it, and they're immediately talking about sh things like you have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what mission did you just do with what person whose name I can't pronounce. Yeah. Well, Kevin. And, and one one of the first first words in. Star by Star, which isn't from that other series, is actually Yuzhan from the Yuzhan Vogue. Like right. it's right. what? Yeah. That again, like 
for a 12 year old trying to wrap yeah. your head around made up things yeah it's so hard when you don't have the life experience to draw from mm-hmm. so when the legacy of the force started coming out in 2006 i was 19 and i remember yeah. i walked into chapters and just being like well maybe i'll look for a book maybe i'll maybe i'll look for a book maybe i'll read a book because even at that time i was like i wasn't reading that much I was 19 i was busy doing stuff yeah nothing good but not reading books yeah so i remember i went into chapters and i was like oh i'll go to science fiction because i remember i used to have star wars books or they were cool obviously like everything that was cool in my life my mom just gave it away to somebody else for free at a certain point in my childhood and then it was gone so i don't have any of those but 19 years old i'm in chapters and i remember i pull the book off the shelf and i see this face and it's this this angsty teenager with a, a split hair part down the middle his face is cast down. He's got a green lightsaber on and casting light on his face. And it's the cover for betrayal. And I remember picking it up and looking at that and going, Oh, who's this Jedi? And then I flipped it over and looked at the back and I, I'm getting honestly actually getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. We'll re- we'll get to the back of the book and the preface there, but it names Jason solo. And I remember being like, what? Who's that? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who's, Someone with like, solo? Jason solo. Boy, did that ever pique my interest? Not like, Hey, Wedge, a guy who was kind of in the movies, we never really said his name. And all these people associated with him that you don't know about or care about when you crack this book open as a 10-year-old. I pull this off of the shelf at 19, and I go, sold. Yeah, it said Solo on the back. Excuse me, who is Jason Solo, and who is Ben Skywalker? And I was like, I'm in. Right away, I'm in. And, of course, I just so happened to be book one. Legacy of the Force, Betrayal. Yeah, and you... You read the book before I did, and you said, this book is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I immediately I would, started pimping it out to my nerd friends. Yeah, I would have to go after work, and I'd sit at the mall because I didn't drive. Yeah. So I'd sit at the mall for a couple hours, and you just happened to tell me about this book. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll let's go get this book. And so like once a week, I would go, and I would buy one of these books. Yeah. And I would blow through them. Which is, like you said, once a week, you blow through them. Like yeah. They're not they're not small. How many pages is uh, like I think it was 400 yeah 400 or so it's a lot I mean it's not a lot but it's not small it's no joke either but what about you Kevin what was the first time you read these books what was that um, like man I had just finished it what the whole series wasn't out but I was reading the uh, Republic Commando series and that was all done by Karen Travis and yes. I loved that author um, of several of the Legacy of the Force books we'll exactly so I really liked the the whole Mandalorian culture that she built um which she pretty much was the she, one who built that herself. Yeah. She sing, like pretty she much really single-handedly did that not yeah, a lot of other it. people did the like the, the, the civilization no of, she of the she basically made like the language and everything right. and um so i fell in love with that and then i heard like most of the legacy of the force series was already out and i hadn't even heard of it i think the just the last one or two hadn't been oh, like really? released yet oh that's cool wow. yeah so um when I heard that there was a new book series, it was pretty good. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. And then I was like, wait a minute, Karen Travis actually was the author for several of these books. Yeah. I was like, okay, here we go. And I went and I, I right. picked up one of them because I wasn't sure what order they were in because there was like seven out at the time. And I flipped through the <laughs> so to the fun. front like chronology and I was like, 
betrayal. And I, so I grabbed that off the shelf and I was like, oh, damn it, it's not Karen Travis. I'm like, how many books right. do I got to get through to get to a Karen Travis yeah. book? And then, luckily it was the <laughs> second yeah. book. Who's but Aaron uh, Alston chump? Yeah. Where's yeah. my Karen Travis? Yeah, well, so that's great. I that's just kind of spent a little, I read her books a little slower than I did the other books just because I liked. Taking in all her, that Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, she right? really brings amazing. a lot more of the Mandalorian stuff. world building stuff. Yeah. Where, yeah. where a lot of the Star Wars books, some of them fail, is they just try to exist in the world that's already created. And the ones that really excel are the books that build more of it for themselves and, and make it more detailed and mm-hmm. deeper for themselves. Yeah. Not just Luke Skywalker goes on another adventure and saves the day type of thing, but like what is actually happening in the world, you know? And that's the thing. The other thing that's dense about a lot of these books is they often have several storylines intertwining at the same time. Yeah. One's usually the Jedi. Well, specifically we'll talk about legacy of the force. Like there's usually a, the Jedi thread, there's the and then there's the military thread and then there's the government thread. Yeah. So like between the three things all intertwining, it's a lot of characters. It's a lot of um, separate situations happening at the same time. And I, I remember having to like go back and reread paragraphs just to be like, did this happen at the same time that this was happening and stuff like that? Right? Yeah. Where you're cutting back and forth between between storylines and it's really interesting. Like. That. And that's the other thing. The other interesting part, they do the same thing with the authors. So this this book, or so yes. Legacy of the Force is a nine book series with three separate authors, and they they take turns in a rotation. Aaron Olsen first, Karen Travis second, and Troy Denning third, and fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And um, I remember even thinking that was really weird at the time. They did I've a good job of it though. Like that. Yeah, they did. They all kind of had I their own specific things they it. did, but yeah. they did do a good ta- job of tying it, all of them together. Like Karen Travis does the Mandalorian stuff. I think Aaron Alston wrote a lot of the X-Wing books or a bunch of X-Wing books. And I think he focuses more on like the military, the military and side like, of the Space it. Force stuff. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it doesn't seem like it's... Like, there's good transitions between the books. It's not yeah. like, oh, Karen Travis's book is done. No yeah. more Mandalorians it's, for, it's for two novels. Very, you know, it's a fluid story. Yeah. They did yeah. an awesome job. Like, obviously, there was a lot of must been referencing with each other and stuff like that. But they really did, to my memory, do a good job of blending all this together. But that is the point of this podcast. Yeah, because really, how long has it been since we've read this series all the way through? I think I read this. I was 19. I think I got this book the year that this book came out. And I think I waited for every single book because I remember one time it might've been the fourth or fifth book. No, it was a soft cover. So it was probably the fourth. I mean, fifth. Anyways, I remember with one of those books, I picked it up at chapters and I read it in the car while I was driving on the way to my girlfriend's (laughs) house. And I remember going this highly illegal, probably and very dangerous, obviously. And I don't care because I need to read more about specifically Jason Solo. And say that for me, Kevin, if you could, because we're going to let you guys in on a little secret here. We're going to have a bit of a problem in recording this podcast. Kevin has a bit of a speech impediment. Why don't you lay it on us, Kevin? (laughs) When I was first introduced to uh, certain characters, I find (laughs) however you're introduced (laughs) to a character, however, whatever you're told their name is, that's how it sticks in your brain. So I've always Mm -hmm. pronounced it as Jacen Solo. Right. And uh, that's a problem. Justin is <laughs> one of the first people I've ever met who's ever said Jason Solo. In, in all honesty, though, how many actual other people have you ever talked to about these books out loud? 
because that's the difference is like you read all this stuff you internalize it you call everybody whatever the hell you want you pronounce things however you want but when you start talking about books out loud is where it gets weird because yes especially yeah. things like science fiction or high fantasy you're like i pronounce it however i want or a lot of times I just kind of skip just, over the name in my head. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is this person. Yeah. So on moving forward. Well, I mean, my sister was the first person to, uh, to, to pronounce it as Jasen. So I picked it up from her and I, not entirely sure, but I think maybe all my friends kind of that I talked to over the years picked it up from me too. Well, so you have poisoned the well. I, I think the, maybe you are the reason why mama Disney flushed it all. Uh, oh, oh, that's I'm just fighting words. I'm gonna get my lightsaber. <laughs> that's, that's harsh. In all seriousness, we love the shit out of these books, these Legacy of the Force books specifically. We decided we're gonna go back over them and read through them. So you're gonna get to join us over the next couple weeks to a month as we read through Betrayal. I think we're planning to look at probably four chapters a week, four or five chapters a week. We'll let you guys know. Um, if you want to read along, you can read along. If you're catching up with us from the future, how's that? That's weird. How's the future out there? But in all seriousness, probably four to five chapters a week, four to five. Let me be clear. Not 45. That would be the book. Um, about 50 pages is what we're aiming at. And, uh, we're going to get together at the end of the week and talk about those five chapters. Focusing on the characters, the intertwining storylines and the overall impact on the greater Star Wars universe as it existed at one time in our lives. Like we said, unfortunately, now these are supposedly legends, but I still... The good time of Star Wars. <laughs> yes. The golden days. Yes. The golden age of the Star Wars. The golden age of Star Wars. They call them legends, but I still believe them. We'll start where I started. I poked the book off the shelf like so. And then I turned the book to the front and I said, look at that. Cool. And then I turned the book to the back and I said... Honor and duty collide with friendship and blood ties as the Skywalker and Solo clans find themselves on opposite sides of an explosive conflict. Right away. Yeah. You're in. That's a catch right Excuse there. Excuse me? What are you telling me Han Solo and Luke Skywalker are fighting? What? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? Next. When a mission to uncover an illegal missile factory on the planet Adumar ends in a violent ambush from which Jedi Knight... Jason Solo and his protege and cousin Ben Skywalker narrowly escape with their lives. It's the most alarming evidence yet that political unrest is threatening to ignite into total rebellion. The specter of full-scale war looms between a growing cadre of defiant planets and the galactic alliance that some fear is becoming a new empire. Determined to root out those behind the mayhem, Jason follows a trail of cryptic clues to a rendezvous with the most shocking of revelations. Meanwhile, Luke grapples with something even more troubling. Dream visions of a shadowy figure whose force power and ruthlessness remind him of Darth Vader. If Luke's visions come to pass, they will bring untold pain to the Jedi Master and to the galaxy. Like I said, I pulled that off the shelf, I read that back scrawl, and immediately I went, okay, you're telling me Skywalkers and Solos are a thing. Still. Like it. Check. That's good. Yep. Well, no. when you when you say still, how what do you mean still? How much time's gone by for those who That's don't really question. know this? For those who aren't familiar with the legacy of the Force, it takes place 40 years ABY, which every good nerd knows means after the Battle of Yavin, which, of course, Kevin, is... Episode 4. Episode 4. A New yes. Hope. Or as is known 
A New Hope. So, 40 years after the events of Luke Skywalker somehow managing to control the Force and blow up the Death Star. Spoiler alert. Training whatsoever. Yeah, my bad. There's going to be a lot of spoilers for the movies. A lot of spoilers <laughs> for the movies. Let me give you a tip. Here, I know I shouldn't say this, but tip for all you podcast listeners out there. If you're going to listen to a podcast about books, you should read them or have read them. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of confusing noise that doesn't really make any sense to you. I'll, we'll do our best to cover the story as we go along, but yeah, gonna have to read it for yourself. It'd be great if if some of you would read along with us, and then we could be talking about the pages you read at the same time we did. That's right. So that's basically betrayal, legacy of the Force, now a legend, once a truth. <laughs> Join us every week as we go through these. Like I said, a few chapters at a time. Read along, and you just might find out why we like these books in the first place. Catch you later. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.